This is The Score Podcast. Welcome again to The Score Podcast, where we always speak to the most innovative groundbreakers in the financial services and more specifically, mortgage industry. One of the most fundamental ways to achieve financial equality in America is through home ownership. Yet the racial housing gap hasn't just stagnated, it's increasing. With increased risk in the system and inflation putting pressure on the family budget, are we going to miss a golden opportunity to address this plaguing problem? I'm Jeff Richardson, host of The Score Podcast. Today, we're talking to Faith Schwartz, president of Housing Finance Strategies. Founded in 2016 by Faith, Housing Finance Strategy provides essential advisory and professional services to members of the housing community. From mortgage lending and servicing executives to fintechs to regulators and policymakers. Prior to founding Housing Finance Strategies, Faith was SVP of Government Relations at CoreLogic, where she established the property data and analytics firm Government Vertical and created a public affairs office that co-hosted numerous events in partnership with the Urban Institute. She also spent five years at Freddie Mac, where she created and led an anti-predatory lending task force. And in 2007, she was recruited to lead Hope Now, an alliance formed by the Housing Policy Council and Treasury Department. And if you've ever been to any mortgage event or meeting, of which there are many, you've seen Faith on stage for sure. Thank you for joining the podcast, Faith. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here with you and Vantage Score. Thanks so much. Well, so let's let's get into it. There's obviously been a massive push for housing equality and efforts towards closing the racial homeownership gap. So in your estimation, what initiatives have shown the most promise? Well, this is, as we all know, a persistent gap that's only gotten worse. A 30-point gap with African-Americans and white homeowners is a very difficult hurdle to close. But I think there are effective steps getting to be in place with special purpose credit programs, with new innovation around making sure there's equity at the table where someone bidding on a house has opportunities because of some new innovations to compete with maybe Wall Street or someone who's buying homes for rental properties. There are numerous efforts underway to mitigate those gaps on home ownership, but this has taken decades to be so wide. And it's going to be some time, I think, before we can make real progress. It doesn't take away from the great efforts that the GSEs have, for instance, on their equitable housing plans. It doesn't take away from the special purpose credit programs that Wells and Chase and other lenders are rolling out. The NBA, the National Fair Housing Alliance, has pulled together to have some rules of the road on how to maybe make more progress on these. But it's going to take time. And I'd say this is no silver bullet. This is a difficult issue. And there's a lot behind. It's very complex. Right. And it seems that when the economy is good, some of these efforts, they seem to get momentum and they have gotten momentum. But how might these efforts get impacted by a slowdown in the economy? Some economists are pointing at recession. Our data is starting to show consumers are seeing financial stress. What are your thoughts there? Well, the obvious ones I think we're all most knowledgeable about is we've just had such a shocking rise in rates that when you go from under 3% to over 6% on a mortgage rate, you've doubled your house payment. That just takes away the affordability, especially for that first-time home buyer. 
disproportionately uh, people of color are first time home buyers and it's often low to moderate income borrowers that are in that category across the board. So between inflation with gas and food prices and taking more of that disposable income, it's going to be a very tough time for the first time home buyer. Stepping back, certainly the administration for sure has been pushing hard, and I've never, ever seen a White House push harder at this issue than this administration, meaning all the federal agencies are looking hard at it, uh, regulators' rules, anything that can be maybe restrictive that would slow down a first-time homebuyer or someone of color getting into homes. I think they're looking at every barrier in place. So I think it's going to be a rough year. I mean, honestly, it it is. We all know it. I think hopefully rates will be less volatile next year. We'll kind of get some more normalization into the marketplace so we get a little better chance for that first-time homebuyer to jump in and have some opportunity. Well, so speaking of that, for the typical homeowner out there that's concerned about the value of their home, like everybody, I get the Zillow updates of my home value in my community. And not to say anything disparaging about the good people at Zillow, but sometimes you, you just sort of question some of those numbers. But what, what are the data points you think are, are most important for the typical homeowner out there to keep track of? Well, I think knowing your own neighborhood and where you live and and kind of understanding the sales of homes that you truly think are comparable to your home, it's really important to have a handle on that. As you know, there's a little bit of concern about appraisal bias and some different things that have gone on, and we've had unevenness in the valuation world. But my frustration and feeling on it is we've had a remarkable kind of atypical run-up in housing because of the supply and the demand, but it's probably a little artificial. So that'll settle down. I don't think it's going to be like 2008 where we had appraisals that were way overvalued. It's a different environment. So hopefully the shock in the coming down isn't going to be too hard a landing. But my hope is with the advances in valuation, 3D scanning, with digital footprints being taken by modernization of data, that we start getting real accurate information in the valuation process process. Homeowners will sell over that. I think buyers and sellers will also feel more comfortable with objective information that's source data versus something that could be subjective inadvertently. Gotcha. So maybe look beyond the Zillow valuations. So, so let's get a little bit technical. The CFPB, as you know, has been pretty public about revisiting the QM rule, the qualified mortgage rule. What are your thoughts on that initiative and and where do you think they should focus their efforts? Well, you know, I I am a member of the Consumer Advisory Board, so I'm careful about any comments on the CFPB. I would just say I've read what you've read when it comes to the blogs and the ideas of the focus. I think one of the big issues is making sure the season rule is accurate and that we don't have a lot of loans or programs or products that would otherwise not fit into QM, but because they're seasoned, they can then be securitized and sold. And so I think they're going to probably kick the tires on that as well as, is it a just a price spread? I am probably one of the minorities of people that didn't love setting a price to call it a QM or not. I think there's too much room for something that can be different. I just feel that way from the 2008 crisis. I think prices were very competitive way back when, but you know there were bad products underneath those prices. So We're all different on that one. I don't know any more than you do. But one thing I do know is they're going to take a fresh look and, and they've told us that. So I think they're trying to lean in on things like this, something that was done a couple of years ago in a different administration is my guess. 
Thank you for that. Let's look a little bit into the future here. You and your team at Housing Finance Strategies are hosting an event called Hashtag Housing DC 22. And curious what the major themes that you're going to be looking at at the event. Our conference is something that focuses typically on fintech, any kind of modernization in housing that you know is new over the last year. And I would say you can't talk about tech if you don't talk about data. So we have several panels, including with Vantage Score, to talk about data. We will have a women's leadership roundtable with very top performing women from the industry. We have Amy Walters coming in to talk about the midterms. I always think it's really important to weave in a little bit of the political efforts. It is going to be a big year this year, and we have the best coming in to talk to us from the Cook Political Report. We like to get the macro views. We have Nick Timoros coming in. We all know his name from the Wall Street Journal, and he's just written a book on the Fed. And I certainly have focused on fair lending, compliance, appraisal, valuation bias, things that are most topical, difficult to talk about, but we've gotten the experts who we think will do a good job. And really top policy issues for housing. We have a real mix of executive leaders who can give us their key insights. These are the people leading the markets and we need to hear from them. And finally, we always bring in the administration of Erica Potig from the White House, domestic policy and housing. I think we're going hear directly from the administration and what they're doing and what they plan to do going into 2023. So it's filled with data tech policy and women's leadership. That's kind of how I like to wrap it up. Well, we're excited to be a part of it this year. And thank you for the plug. Yes, our president and CEO, Silvio Tavares, will be one of the featured luncheon speakers. And, and we're quite looking forward to that, in addition to the other content. Faith, thank you for your time today and your insights. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you at your conference. And we can't wait to have you back on the podcast. Thank you, Jeff, so much. And have a great, great weekend. Take care. You too. Income equality is the highest in the U.S. of all the G7 nations, according to the Pew Institute. The Census Bureau reported out that income inequality in the United States has reached its highest level in 50 years. And the gap between white and black homeownership, as Faith mentioned, has actually increased from 27% in 1960 to 30% in 2017. At least that's the data from the Urban Institute. It's probably wider now. So these trends are not headed in the right direction, and they need attention from all stakeholders if we are to change them. It's going to be a heavy lift, but a lift worth taking on. I'm Jeff Richardson, and thanks for listening to The Score. I look forward to our next discussion. The views and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of VantageScore Solutions. Visit VantageScore.com to learn more.